Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 19, now ready for departure. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're entering the vacation kingdom of the world. There's enough land here to hold all of the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. We call it Epcot. Will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. Welcome to another episode of the Retro Disney World Podcast. Taking you back to the vacation kingdom of the world, the way it was, and the way it is in your memories. All right, welcome to another edition of the Retro Disney World Podcast. I'm your host, Todd McCartney, and this is episode 32.5, entitled Delta Ray. And we're going to be talking to Mike McKee of Delta Ray in just a few minutes. And uh, sitting in with me tonight is Brian Miles. How's it going, Brian? Greetings from Pennsylvania, the bicentennial state. Yeah. When's the next, when's the tricentennial? Do we know? It's 2076. Uh I will be dead. (laughs) I will, I will be dead, but you folks enjoy it. There we go. There we go. So. Because I'd be 102. I'd be 102 otherwise. So I don't think I'll be there. It's just like last week when we computed that during the next solar eclipse, we're going to be all in our 70s and it's going to go right through the center of Orlando. So uh, <laughs> we may have to book now 45 years. It, it'll, it'll be like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. None of us will be talking to each other anymore, but we'll be standing 15 feet from each other. There it is. Look at <laughs> Epcot. The podcast formerly known as Retro WDW. You know? <laughs> Kids will be like, what's a podcast? Yeah, we just get them beamed. Well... Uh, before we get too much into the future, let's talk about what's going on in a, actually just a couple of weeks, a couple of days from now, right? So sitting in with next us weekend, tonight, right? next weekend, sitting in with us tonight is Mike McKee. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. So Mike is a big fan of uh, Retro WDW and we uh, connected with him, but more importantly, he is the drummer in the band Delta Ray and uh, they'll be performing at Epcot's Eat to the Beat concert series this um, August 31st and September 1st, which is just coming up in a few days. So we wanted to um, let all of our listeners know, talk a little retro stuff with Mike and how he uh, uh, got into finding us and, and what is some of his old favorites are. And Brian and I both got to meet Mike uh, over the past couple of weeks and uh, and see the band play, which was an awesome experience. And um, so, Mike, welcome. And why don't you tell the listeners a little about your background and how you found us and what your uh, interest to old Disney stuff is. Sure. Well, thanks again for having me. It's a real honor uh, to be on the show. Um, Well, I found this podcast. I was looking, kind of searching through the uh, podcast app for any kind of historical Disney stuff. A lot of the podcasts out now are like new and kind of just, you know, focusing on what's happening right now. And I really wanted some to hear some history and stories about how the attractions were built and something that got into the weeds and then yours popped up and I was like, this is too good to be true. You guys are talking for two hours about the contemporary resort and how the contemporary was made. I was, it was just, I was so happy about it and I'm so glad y'all take your time and get really detailed with everything. And um, so anyway, I was just doing a general search for it and mm-hmm. I've been, I've been spreading the word about your podcast ever since then. Awesome. Awesome. 
Maybe, maybe in the band you can come if you like the contemporary you can come up with a song called Chest of Drawers for us, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll call it festive. It'll be a fun like festive drawers maybe. Yeah, festive for drawers for the Christmas album. Absolutely, for the Delta Christmas. Album. Yeah, the Delta Ray Disney right, right. pot. Yeah, it'll be. We'll sell dozens of copies. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, and so I grew up going to the parks. Um, well, I really grew up with my my dad bought a C- our first CD we ever had was the Music of Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, and Epcot Center. It had it was oh, the yeah, black yeah. cover. No, that's right. It was the white cover, and um, it was played in our house all the time. And I thought that was very normal. Like that was a normal thing to play in your house. Turns out, not <laughs> many people grew up with that. Um, but uh, but ninety nine percent of our listeners now did that, grow up with that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So I'm you know home turf here, um, and so that was kind of playing around the house a lot. So I was familiar with the park music and the park atmosphere before we, we even went down there my first trip was in 89 and then we went again in 93 and mm-hmm. several times uh or in the 2000s or so but the my first two times was in 89 and 93 and we did um magic kingdom and epcot center on both of those uh trips for sure so you remember epcot before it really turned that corner in the into the millennium and Yes, my older brother is the computer whiz in the family, and he loved it. I really liked it, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't. I wasn't. I was just too young to really understand what was going on. But I do have memories of uh, Journey to Imagination and Horizons. Very, very fuzzy memories of that one. Um, but uh, yeah, we grew up with Epcot being kind of the original format. So, so Mike, what is? Um... Like what is your, what is your fondest memory of, of the retro stuff that's out there? You know, um, you know, Brian. Sounds like he went around the same time as your first visit, right? Yeah, mine was the beginning of '88. Yeah, so. yeah, so so similar time. So I mean, there's there's attractions that are that are still around today. Like some of my favorites are going to be uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I love that mm-hmm. one, and you know, the Pirates and the Haunted Mansion. Those are the classics to me. And and my favorites are the, I guess they would be the non-IP attractions, just attractions mm-hmm. for the sake of being attractions. Uh, right, there, right. There's no movie to pitch. There's no connection that way. And uh, so to me, that's a, that's kind of the retro thing. I don't, there's not a whole lot of non-IP attractions anymore. No, and the ones that were non-IP have been, I PIsd, if you if you will. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, exactly. Maelstrom's gone. Like, yeah. but so um, there's not one attraction that's kind of retro um, that's gone now, mm-hmm. except for Alien Encounter. If that counts, I don't know if that counts or not as retro. Uh, Probably know, not. But it's gone. Yeah, I, it, I, it, yeah it's gone. So I it's, grew it's, up enjoying. I it. think I think it counts because the people who liked it really miss it. And uh, and you know I mean I remember riding it when it was at its scariest. Oh yeah, uh, because yep. we went in '95, and and uh, you know then they kind of softened it a little bit, right? To not scare the crap out of people, but it was uh, it was cool. Yeah, I loved it. Well, what about y'all? I'm curious. Like, what is what's when you ask the same question? I ask you the same question. Like, what's your favorite retro attraction? What would you say? Right. Well, you know, a lot of the ones that we pine for, you know, obviously are, are, are closed down and, and long gone. So a lot of times what I like to do is I go to the park and we still look for remnants of things and whatnot. But if I had to pick an attraction, you know, the, the one that's still hanging around that at least 90 percent, maybe maybe 80 percent is the is the land pavilion. Not that it's my favorite, but the living with the land or listen to the land is, um, 
you know, really uh, one of the few places that's left that is true original Epcot, um, albeit loss of some effects and some film changes. Um, and also Spaceship Earth, you know, same thing there. There's, again, loss of a lot of technology and, and, and effects in there. Um, but, um, you know, the other parks are obviously the studios is going through <laughs> massive identity crisis and new names and everything. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so they don't know what's going on over there. Um, but yeah, the, the classic attractions, the three that you mentioned, and, and you know, are, are really are really up there in, in my list. Yeah. And what about you, Brian? Uh, I mean, I miss Journey into Imagination more so than the others, although I miss them all. And Epcot, I don't really, I, you know, we talked about this in the World of Motion episode. I don't really remember World of Motion. I wrote it twice, maybe. Um, and, you know, it was closed when I started going on a more regular basis. And test track was under construction so i i i have vague recollections of certain scenes but of, of the attraction as a whole i don't really remember it horizons i wrote a bunch of times and i loved it uh obviously i mean i wrote ellen's energy adventure probably 80 times more than i wrote the <laughs> the original universe of energy <laughs> oh my goodness um, you know because that was just the function of when i was going i mean sure all, all my trips fell in the in the afterlife. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, but yeah, Journey into Imagination is the one that I really miss because I actually rode Journey into Your Imagination an obscene amount of times for the brief period of time that it was open. And mm -hmm. I just the other night happened to watch a video of that ride because I didn't remember how bad the second iteration. <laughs> you know, people rip on the third one, and I always tell them, man, you. You know, I ride it most times now because I like to see Figment, even though I don't particularly care for the Bart Simpson version of Figment that's in there now. But, I, I mean, that second version is so bad. And you really got to have to have to watch the video if you yeah. don't remember how bad it was. Well, on this, this upcoming trip, I'll be going on to the, the attraction as it is now. It's been forever since I've seen it. So I'm sure my memory is so fuzzy. I'm, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's nice to see Figment. It's. Yep. Um, it's a sea ticket ride. I mean, it, you know. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. it's just, laughs> I I think the other thing that a lot of people miss, and and um, at least I know at Epcot is that you know there's just the feeling that you had walking around the whole Communicore area and the main thing that was the there whole, and yeah the whole thing the whole just had a, such a different futurism feeling. and exploration and and Man, the yeah. you know uh, promise of tomorrow po yeah. exactly the positive outlook as to the future. All that, and I, I miss. I mean, I, I miss the attempts to meld the characters, both in Future World with the rainbow space outfits and things mm. like that, and then in World Showcase. I mean, they still have Donald in the sombrero as the three caballeros, but right. in the in the other countries, I miss the the you know Chippendale in their in their uh, Chinese hats and and Goofy with his giant German horn and things oh, like yeah, that yeah. that. You know, they, they were, were neat they when were they great. had those characters they in the great. in the in the well, countries. Now, speaking of World Showcase, Mike, you and I spoke uh, backstage a couple of a week or so ago. And, and you've got some little interesting tidbits of when you guys uh, played there last year. Right. Uh, yeah. Kind of came in quietly after the well park we should closed. set that up mike and his band delta ray yes. have played uh in epcot before in prior years 
Yep. And uh, they're making a return visit, as Todd said, next weekend. They do it's a I, I call it a, like a country rock. Is that a is that a right designation for your yeah. band? Yeah, that's 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 yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's uh it's a it's a great show. I imagine it's gonna be great there in World Showcase. And uh, where are you guys playing? The America Gardens Theater? Is that where they put you on? Yep, exactly. Right across from oh. the American Pavilion. Yep. So and so, not yeah, a bad seat in the house. No, it's all great, and the sound system's wonderful. And yeah, we loaded in. We got to, we drove in behind the facade of the American Adventure, and we loaded in our equipment after hours. So the park was closed. Opened up the gates. We wheeled in all of our equipment with a bunch of stagehands. It was, the staff was unbelievable. Best staff. And they we just put our stuff out. We were carrying my drums across Epcot. <laughs> the, it, the thing that I never, ever thought would happen. The fact that I'm playing music full-time is just a mind trip. And the fact that I'm playing music full-time in Epcot is just, I, it's unbelievable. So we're, <laughs> we're, you know, we're loading in my drums. I'm looking around like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And then half my bandmates like, where are we? What is this? What is this in Epcot? What's in Epcot? What is this? <laughs> anyway, um, and so... How many are there? Yeah. And when we're driving to back, we were driving to the facade area and we're, we pass by the Illuminations globe just kind of hanging out and all these backstage props. I mean, and like it's nothing. Like it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, and then we, and then behind the stage... There's a great green room area, and you can go upstairs, and you get a wonderful view of Illuminations. We finished up our last set, and then the nighttime show started, and we had a view which nobody really gets to have because we're on top of the building. That's cool. Yeah. So it's in the the backstage just Backstage, and we go up a flight of stairs, and then there we are. Really so awesome. now those bandmates that were like, "Hey, what's an Epcot?" probably can't wait to go back this year. <laughs> we're all very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm selling them. Yeah, you've made converts of all. Yeah, of them. exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> and like, yeah, last time I was the show for show for especially through Magic Kingdom. That's the park I know the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to explain about the force perspective, trying to explain about the architecture of reassurance, how everything is, how it's you think it's supposed to be and how there's a feeling of you just missed this guy over here this this thing happened you just missed it all these cool stories that are in the architecture which i feel magic kingdom still has you know we've lost a lot of things in the other parks but i i feel that magic kingdom still has a lot of the original intention and Mm -hmm. original uh narrative yeah, there's so much forced perspective and, and so much um, theming from one land to the other. It's got, you know, I we took the Keys to the Kingdom tour once, and there's tiny little things that you may never recognize, like the small doll in the window in in one of the colonial buildings in Liberty Square. It's and creepy. you're right, you're right. That type of stuff is just, just yeah, really I mean, wasn't replicated uh, in the other parks as much. Uh, and I'm very, I appreciate that they haven't messed too much. I mean, the, the, like there's transitions between the different lands. Those are those are built in to the mm-hmm. to the park, and I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Right, right, yeah, they're part of the the landscape and, and the whole design. Uh-huh. So, um, so what was it? What was it like playing in front front of the crowds there? And uh, the crowds were great. A, a lot yeah. of it's like walk up traffic. We're a pretty new band, especially to mm-hmm. the Epcot world. Um, a lot of the bands that play this concert series have been around for quite a while. They've had hits back in the day, and um, we're we're the newbies. 
And I'm very grateful that our booking agent has gotten us these gigs the last two years. And he and his family get to come down and have fun with us. But we, uh, the crowds are great. Everybody's in a wonderful mood. I mean, well, you, you know. you're, you're right at that peak <laughs> moment where no matter which side of World Showcase they start drinking on, by the time they get to you, they're halfway done. So that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, we I, well it depends too. We play at five o'clock. We have three shows both of those days. We have three shows starting from five o'clock to eight o'clock, and they're three thirty-minute shows. So you yeah. have lots of opportunity to see the show, and we will be mixing up the set for each of those shows. Oh, nice. So if you can you nice. catch one, you're not going to see the same show again back to back. Cool, that's great. So what are that's the dates great. again, just to be clear? August 31st and September the 1st. So that's and this coming Thursday and Friday, for those of you listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys, for our Central Florida fans, are playing Clearwater not long after that, correct? Yeah, at the Capitol Theater, exactly. And that'll be on September the 4th. We have, okay. oh no, I'm sorry, that's on the 3rd. We have the 2nd um, off. And we'll be hopping okay, around so the park. So on the third, which is Sunday of Labor Day weekend, they're going to be in Clearwater. And a bonus for those of you who go to that show, you get to meet Hal Bowers. That's right. He's going to yeah. be there. Yeah, I'm looking. I'll be meeting the whole gang eventually. That's right. <laughs> we just got to get you out to Ohio for JT. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. So, do you? Is some of the band, uh, like, like you said, they're they're kind of getting pumped. Uh, they're, they're, yeah. They're, Thoughts turned around like, hey, man, this is, this is cool stuff. So are you schooling them on, on, yeah, the, on the rides now yeah, and history? Yes, and... yes. Uh, tastefully. Um, you know, <laughs> in small bump, doses. In small doses. I don't want to bombard them too much. No, um, but la- like last year I was the guide through Magic Kingdom and I got to show a few things to, to everybody. And then as days in the park happen, you know, people break away and, and do their own thing. And I really mm-hmm. enjoyed watching everybody break away like oh i really want to check out this and spend more time here and, and having a having fun uh I re- that just i really really enjoyed watching that and there's going to be things on this trip that i haven't tried or haven't seen yet um i'm going to check out pandora over at yeah, animal yeah. kingdom haven't seen that yet and then brian and i were talking about hollywood studios and i haven't spent oh, too right. much time just looking at the landscape there and i think right. i'm gonna and i think I, i'll spend some time I gave him a strong recommendation, not only on my beloved landscape there around uh, our architecture and all around Echo Lake and the Hollywood and Sunset, but I also gave him a strong recommendation for the Music of Pixar concert that they do uh, every day now in that Hollywood Bowl Theater uh, down where the Beauty and the Beast show usually is, uh, which is just fantastic. Uh, if anybody listening hasn't seen it yet and is going to be down there, I mean, it's a full, I don't know how many piece orchestra playing film music for 50 minutes. I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah, and, and, and then I think just some general park hopping. Uh, there's the highlights, you, you know, you have to hit while you're down That's, there. Yeah. And then you you know you'll be on the monorail or, or something with the band like over there is where never mind you guys yep. don't want to know you just, know what? just ask me just ask, you, if you have questions you ask me where'd you go that's how, that's how I am with family I have to I have to kind of refrain because they may not care right <laughs> exactly and I'll be like so over there over there is where they smash the spectrum magic uh, parade floats and it'll never come back again with sledgehammers yeah so let's talk about that for a minute yeah so so that is one of your your big, you and I talked about that. It's one of your big things that you miss. You know, I guess, so to go back to your older question, what, you know, what's the retro thing that you miss? That would be it for me. Mm. 
Um, and I really miss that parade a lot. I think it was, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners love the Main Street Electrical Parade, but I have to agree with you. I, I You know, I think Spectrum Magic was above and beyond Main Street Electrical Parade, at least in my opinion. Um, and I, I think key there, you know, you being a musician, I think that piece of music was written, you know, in, in the late 80s. Um, you would come off the Epcot instrumental music that was so moving and so inspiring. And that piece just, it just worked. It just worked. It's really great. Um, and I, I think I was telling you, Todd, um, that my parents are both piano teachers. And mm-hmm. my mom has, for her piano students, for her composition students, she has a series of lessons around uh, Disney park music well, and, and, and soundtracks as well. But Spectrum Magic mm-hmm. is one of them. And the way the chords flow and it tugs at your heartstrings there's a tension that those chords create and she talks about with her students what those chords are and why the the relationship between them and why those disney songs tend to really make you go oh even instrumental yeah you go oh my gosh it's just so emotional and i i, I don't think they've done that recently until at least again in my own opinion as i, th- I think the new happily ever after song does that in a way it's a little poppy but they they started getting back to the roots, but you're right. They do tug at it. So there's, there's some science behind that. Maybe we'll have you back. You can dissect all the old Epcot music for us. Oh man, I got homework. Sweet. <laughs> I'm into it. I, I listened to uh, an interview from a few years ago with Ron Logan, uh, who was the head of Disney entertainment in the parks for quite a number of years. And he was, uh, I saw him speak at destination D in 2014 and he gave a presentation on the different parades and shows that they had at the magic kingdom, Epcot, Disney MGM studios that he had worked on. And I'll never forget when he got to Spectra magic and he's using his PowerPoint and it brings it up and he plays the opening chords of the song. I mean, he, he talked about six or seven parades that day, but that one just brought everybody in the room to a, to a halt because it had, I mean, just the best opening chords of any of any instrumental. And then mm-hmm. the whole thing was just, there's no other word for it. It was a majestic. The yep. whole parade mm. was majestic. So, it, yes, wonderful. And, and it's the only parade that I miss. I, I tell anybody yeah. who asks me about it, it's the only parade that I miss. Come on, Brian. We just found another rousing at least 12 minutes film today of America on Parade. Well, it's it's funny because Ron Logan talks about the parades they did before Michael Eisner. Yeah, that were he said they you know he talks about how eclectic they were and how really they were the product of whoever designed them, and which is why in America on Parade you had walking mustard and ketchup bottles and (laughs) hamburgers and things, you know, and 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 that once Eisner got there and started pushing the whole idea of synergy and taking their properties and. You know, that as funny as it is to watch a mustard bottle walk by you, people would much rather see Aladdin and the genie or right. so, which is probably accurate. But from a historical perspective, it's it's certainly interesting to watch some of those older parades. Uh, America on Parade, particularly for the witches in the stocks that go by. <laughs> That's right. This particular piece is, is a, it's probably the best piece we've ever had of, of you know, best piece of film of this uh, parade we've ever had is. Yeah, the, the guy has this unobstructed view of the entire parade. They're interacting with the camera. He's on yeah, the this, bridge, this I is, think, between Magic Kingdom and um, uh, and Liberty Square. Not Magic Kingdom. He's on the bridge this, between the, the castle and Liberty Square. And, and I just got it in the mail today and took a look right, at yeah, it. Right, yeah, this is a viewer. film we just got. We haven't restored cool. yet. Todd just yeah. kind of reviewed it today. So and it's, it's months yeah. away, but 
you guys the best part is though halfway through this parade appears in the second half of the person's film in the first half he recorded the whole thing again but he had people in the way so he went back <laughs> and did it all over again from another spot so we That's have great. two complete versions one with heads one without he was, maybe he knew somebody in the parade or something it's... yeah yeah could could, could possibly know. be could possibly be so um well mike i you know really enjoyed having you on Hoping that everybody can get out there and see you uh, August 31st and September 1st coming up, 2017. So that is this uh, Thursday and Friday. So you got a great Friday night. You're going to get all the locals coming in. So if you are local to Orlando, come and uh, look for Mike and the rest of the band Delta Ray uh, at the American Pavilion down there in Epcot. And um, Mike, anything else you want to add in? Uh, anything you can tell us a little yeah, bit? Yeah, you have about... some other cities coming up you want to yeah. mention? Well, we just we are on the last bit of a. Uh, well, we've been out for about six weeks now, um, straight. Uh, we have, we just played Raleigh last night, hometown show in Raleigh last night, and then we head down to Florida, we get the Clearwater show that you mentioned, uh, and then September we have, we're playing at the Exit Inn in Nashville, playing the Gray Eagle in Asheville, North Carolina, and then we're playing, uh, the, I think it's the Music Farm in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Nice, nice. So I know we have lots of fans in the Carolinas. So you do. They should head. They should head to your website, which is what deltaray.com. Let's spell that out for them. <laughs> Delta R <laughs> Delta R A E dot com. And then we're on the, the Twitter and the Facebook and the Snapchat and the Instagram. All the, everything's all at Delta Ray. And as we uh, close out this show too, we're gonna add in uh, one of your songs i think uh if it's okay with you mike we're gonna pipe in uh, a long and happy life as we uh take us out tonight. wonderful thanks so much y'all and that's one of your uh newest videos actually right that came out uh, that's right not too long ago. that was our first single at country radio and uh i love the top hat you're wearing and the coat did you get to keep that uh i actually did you yes did. <laughs> i don't wear it on the regular but i do own it <laughs> so so you guys on the Twitters can follow Mike at Mike McKee Drums and uh, he keeps you up to speed on, on their appearances and occasional interactions with our retro Disney World crowd uh, But uh, and check them out as he said on their website their music's available on Amazon and iTunes and everywhere else where fine records, tapes, 8-tracks uh, are sold <laughs> so to all listeners, thanks for listening. Don't forget to check in uh, relatively soon. We're going to have our next episode published. Uh, we're taking you back and looking at some of the old food items. And uh, for those of you, uh, get ready. We're only about six weeks, five, six weeks away from our event at uh, Epcot Center. The looking back at tomorrow. And uh, until then, uh, Delta Ray, take us out. Knowing I'm so lucky, you're broken heart.